0: Open our eyes, Lord, that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our mind and our heart that we might understand, so that we will turn to you and live. Well, friends, let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May the words of my heart May the words of my mouth and may the the meditations of all our hearts be now and ever-pleasing in your sight. Would you come, Holy Spirit? May only truth be spoken and may only truth be received. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we're continuing in the season of Epiphany. And as I mentioned last week, Epiphany is a season of theophany. It's a season of uh, when we look to and we celebrate in the different stories and in our different readings who it is that God is revealed to be in Jesus. Who is it that Jesus is revealed to be? Um, and uh, one of the things that we're going to do, well, not one of the things, the thing that we're going to do today is something that we do from time to time with some of our gospel readings. Um, which is uh, the practice of Lexia Divina. And I'm gonna explain a little bit about what that means, and then I'm gonna guide us through this practice with this gospel reading today. Uh, but let me tell you why. Um, this morning, it's about 5 a.m., and I'm out for a walk in our neighborhood, which is my typical Sunday rhythm, just to get out of my head and get into my body. And it was very hard this morning because I was wrestling with all of the text. And what I was wrestling with wasn't necessarily what the meaning was and what does the story of Samuel have to do with us or Jesus inviting his disciples. What I was wrestling with, it was an internal wrestle that I had a lot that I wanted to say. That I had a lot where I was like, ooh, this could be used to say this. This could be used to say this. And it actually ended up those things as I was walking this morning and just listening and processing sometimes out loud, which, you know, 5 a.m., walking in the dark with a headlamp, talking to yourself. My neighborhood loves it. Um, But really was about my own anxiety, my own fears, my wanting to control. And so being honest about those things. And what the irony of that is that every one of these passages this morning, at their heart, is about are we willing to set aside our agenda Are we willing to listen? Are we willing to hear? Are we willing to respond? Not to ourselves and what we think we need, right? I don't know about you, but my ego is a master of showing up to the ball in disguise and showing up as wisdom. And all of these stories are about the God who seeks, the God who speaks, the God who invites us to come and to follow. And the question at the heart of all of these is, how will we respond? Will we respond? Do we have eyes to see, ears to hear? And it's one of the reasons why this practice of Lexio Divina both frustrates me and is such an incredible gift. Because if you've ever done it, or you've ever been with us when we do it, it is a complete release, or at least gives us space to let go of our agenda, of what we want to read into a story, of sitting over the story, but rather it's a posture of reception. It's a posture of sitting down and opening up our hands to receive. It's not easy, it's a wrestle, but in that wrestle there is grace. Lectio Divina is Latin for divine reading. It's a conversation, it's a prayer, it's a prayerful way of reading. It isn't just exercising our brains and our cognitive abilities but it allows us to drop into the deeper place, the truest part of us that is where God resides. And this practice goes all the way back to the ancient Jewish practice of the Shema. Reading at a certain pace and cadence with intentional pauses along the way. Uh, Alexia Divina is not new. It's very old. It's one of the reasons why I trust it. It was practiced by the early church And it wasn't actually until the desert fathers and the desert mothers that it became a personal practice. In the earliest days of the church, it was always a communal practice. Almost every morning, this is how I sit with scripture. Before I go to study for a sermon, this is how I begin. But the way I use it very individually is not how it's intended to be used. It's intended to be here, done in community. There are four movements that we're going to sit with this morning. The first is read. They all begin with R. I've joked about this before. That's as Baptist as I get, is four R's here. Nowhere else, just here. Read, reflect, respond, and rest. Read, reflect, respond, and rest. And so, I'm going to invite us to settle in. I found the best way to settle in is with eyes closed. And so if you're comfortable to do this, if you're here today and you're like, I don't follow Jesus and this gets weird. That's okay. You can watch. You can try it. But I'm going to invite us to just close our eyes and begin to take a few very deep, slow breaths. And as we breathe, we are created embodied beings. And so I want to invite us to just draw our attention first to the world outside us. Perhaps you can hear a car driving along Monticello Avenue. us now to bring our attention to this room, drawing our attention to the sound of the fan, the whisper of a child, the shuffling in the seats. Draw your attention now to your own body. I've found sometimes the best way to do this is to just draw your attention to your smallest toe. And just notice, where are you tense? Where in your body are you relaxed? We're going to read through this story 4 times in total. Each time I'm going to read from the message version. And during this first reading, as best as you can, allow the words and phrases to just wash over you. The next day John was back at his post with two disciples who were watching he looked up and saw Jesus walking nearby and he said, he is here. God's Passover lamb. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, what are you after? They said, rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? He replied, come along, see for yourself. They came, saw where he was living, and ended up staying with him for the day. It was late afternoon when this happened. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John's witness and followed Jesus. The first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived was find his own brother, Simon, telling him, we found the Messiah. He immediately led him to Jesus. Jesus took one look up and said, you're John's son, Simon? From now on, your name is Cephas, or Peter, which means rock. I'm going to read it for a second time. During the second reading, I'll invite you to listen for a word, a phrase, an image that catches your attention. Don't worry about figuring out what it means. You may not. Just welcome it. Hold it. You might pick up on one and then later another one emerges and there's something deep inside of you that is Holy Spirit that goes, that's, that's the The next day, John was back at his post with two disciples who were watching. He looked up, saw Jesus walking nearby and said, here he is, God's Passover lamb. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, what are you after? They said, Rabbi which means teacher, where are you staying? He replied, come along, see for yourself. They came, saw where he was living and ended up staying with him for the day. It was late afternoon when this happened. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard John's witness and followed Jesus the first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived was find his own brother, Simon, telling him, we found the Messiah. He immediately led him to Jesus. Jesus took one look up and said, you're John's son, Simon? From now on, your name is Cephas, or Peter, which means rock. And friends, I'll invite you to just hold your word or your phrase. And we're going to read this again for a third time. And whatever your word or your phrase or image is, allow that to become the lens through which you hear this story again. Pay attention to how it interacts with other parts of the story. Of how you respond differently as you hear The next day, John was back at his post with two disciples who were watching. He looked up and saw Jesus walking nearby and said, Here he is, God's Passover lamb. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, What are you after? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? And he replied, Come along and see for yourself. They came and saw where he was living and ended up staying with him for the day. It was late afternoon when this happened. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard John's witness and followed Jesus. The first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived Was find his own brother, Simon, telling him, We found the Messiah. He immediately led him to Jesus. Jesus took one look up and said, You're John's son, Simon? From now on, your name is Cephas, or Peter, which means rock. You're going to invite us to remain in silence. And friends, like good food, I want to invite you to chew this word, this image, this phrase slowly. Let your word or phrase interact with other thoughts. Welcome any thoughts, memories, maybe there's other passages or writings that come to mind. Just welcome them in non-judgmental hospitality. If you find yourself becoming distracted, return ever so gently to your word, your phrase, or your image. And as we enter into this third movement of reflecting, I wonder how might what you're holding speak to your actual lived experience? What it might be saying about you and about God? This is intended to be a conversation, and so have that conversation with the Spirit. good questions to ask or what are you saying? Why now? A third movement is to respond. Here's how I'd like us to respond. Continuing in conversation with Holy Spirit, I wonder how you in spirit, what invitation, what prayer emerges? Is there an invitation? Is there a prayer? Our final movement is to rest. This one's the hardest for me. Because I'm going to invite you to listen to these words one last time. To not hold your image or your phrase, to not be in conversation with yourself and with the Spirit, but just relax. Trust. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. When he got there, he ran across Philip and said, come, follow me. That's not the story. (laughs) The next day, John was back at his post with two disciples who were watching. He looked up and saw Jesus walking nearby and said, here he is, God's Passover lamb. The two disciples heard him and went after Jesus. Jesus looked over his shoulder and said to them, What are you after? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. Where are you staying? He replied, Come along and see for yourself. They came, saw where he was living, and ended up staying with him for the day. It was late afternoon when this happened. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard John's witness and followed Jesus. The first thing he did after finding where Jesus lived was find his own brother, Simon, telling him, we found the Messiah. He immediately led him to Jesus. Jesus took one look up and said, you're John's son, Simon, from now on. Your name is Cephas or Peter, which means rock. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen.